you're listening to the Missouri Realtors Podcast. Join us as we deliver an in-depth analysis of industry news while speaking with industry experts on their successes and failures. Along the way, we'll also share strategies and practices to help you become a more successful realtor. Welcome to this episode of the Missouri Realtor Podcast. We have the amazing past president of Missouri Realtors, Janet Judd, here with us today, and we are talking all things realtor safety. So, Janet, take it away. Thank you, Andrea. I should say Madam President. So thank you for this opportunity. You know, Realtor Safety Month is a good thing and it's a bad thing. You know, it's sad that we have to have it. But what I want our realtors to know and agents across the state and the country is to know that we are in what the Department of Labor considers a hazardous, a high risk occupation. We're in a hazardous occupation and it may look like fun and games showing houses out there, et cetera. But we've got predators and we've got opportunists that are after our industry. And then when you add cybersecurity on top of that, it's even larger and encompasses other professions also. So we just had an opportunity. We just had a situation. We just had a situation in St. Peter's, Missouri, which is in St. Charles County. It happened earlier this week that an agent was assaulted when she went on a listing call and she was able to escape. They were able to get the police in there and the gentleman was arrested. But that's what a true predator does is he will find his prey. You know, he may have several people in a queue. He's shopping for a victim. And that's why we have to be careful, men and women, when we're going on listing calls. It sounds like a great opportunity to make money, but you need to scope. How come they're calling you? Ask them who gave you the referral. What's their motivation? Dig a little deeper. And if something doesn't feel right, make sure you take someone with you. Yeah. I feel like your your gut instincts, your intuition is probably our biggest asset that we have in trusting those spidey senses that if something doesn't feel right, it may not be right. And whether it's right or wrong, if you take somebody with you and they're perfectly wonderful human beings, no harm, no foul, right? That's exactly it. And you can use that other person as an opportunity to say, hey, I'm mentoring them. Uh, We're doing this together. They can be my partner. They can learn, you know, you have such a beautiful house. I wanted them to see this. this You can change it and make it a positive in so many ways that taking someone with you is not a negative. Another situation that we're running into quite a bit now is with marijuana, cannabis being legal, you know, people are leaving it out or it's being stolen. You know, so when you see someone come through an open house and they're opening the medicine cabinets or they're opening kitchen drawers or the pantry, et cetera, it's surprising how things, the gummy bears are just in packaging on the pantry. And things like that are disappearing from open houses. So, uh, yeah, that's happening also across the country. What would you say are some of the red flags that agents would either listen to or watch for um, in like what would what would be some patterns that a predator would use or something that you would know, like, hey, maybe I should stay away from this? Well, a predator feels they're usually between the ages of 30 and in their 50s, white male. 
They, they are socially acceptable. They're physically acceptable. So they, there's nothing weird about them. They they can be married. You know, um, they'll be a, a, a businessman. Mid, it can be white collar. Uh, so they're going to look very normal. They're going to sound very normal. We just recently had a case, though, that there was a, a, a guy that sounded like on the phone, he sounded to the realtor like he was a police officer. He had that very authoritative voice. So she just felt very comfortable. And then that situation went very negative very fast. So she met him, of course, in an isolated home that was vacant. It's off the road. So when those particular properties, when they demand to see those, and they do demand, they'll say, I have to see it at such and such a time. You don't have to be a Pop-Tart. You can take that authority back and say, I can show it to you at two o'clock. You know, will that work? And if that's not going to work for them, there's something going on. Because if they're really that motivated, they will change and accommodate your schedule. So what I was going back to the about the gentlemen themselves is that they look normal, they sound normal, that they have no hesitancy in presenting their driver's license to you. Because according to the FBI, FBI, uh, they say that the counterfeiting of driver's licenses is so good nowadays and it even confuses police officers. Wow. So they're so legit looking. So they can have four or five different identities and they will feel very comfortable handing that out so that you can make a copy of it. So you've just got to dig a little deeper and meet them in the office if you can for the first time or at a neutral location. That's the key. If they're not willing to do that, heads up. Gotcha. So some of the systems that we can put in place as real estate agents for every transaction that we've never met the person before, best practice would be to meet them at a coffee shop, at the office, wherever. And guys, the hook is like, if you're really wanting to buy this property, let's get some of our ducks in a row. That way, if you love it, we'll be ready to go. There's so many ways that we can present that. Um, And then if they're still not taking the bait, you can say for safety reasons, you don't know me, I don't know you. Let's go ahead and meet at the coffee shop and go from there. You're exactly right. And, you know, sometimes it can be... uh, I had a situation one time when I told someone that I wasn't willing to meet them at the property. I do this on the attempt and I'll say it's for security reasons, send me the make and model of your car and who, how many people will be on this uh, showing. And I've shared that story before that it ended yeah. up being four men in a car and one of them got out and went into the backyard. And when I called the guy on the phone and said, what's up with the guy in the backyard? He said, what guy in the backyard? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt very and lucky. that's because you got to the showing early and you saw all of this go down. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So just, just being extra prompt, extra alert, um, getting that, you know, driver's license is a good thing. If they have nothing to fear, they're, they're happy to present it. But, you know, getting what kind of vehicles they're driving, how many occupants are going to be in that car, et cetera. And when you say it's for security, yours and mine, this is what I'm driving. This is who's going to be with me. They Sometimes, you know, you make it, don't make it sound as scary as it has to be. You can be, you know, I'll just tell them it's for your security and mine. Yeah. Um, and a lot of agents I have found use the um, uh, the safety app Forewarn. Yeah. 
And the, the one thing that I will caution is if you do background checks on one person, make sure you do it on everyone. Yeah. And that's you can't be accused of violating fair housing. Yeah, same with the driver's license and meeting at a public place. If you're only doing that every once in a while, it'd be very easy for for that to be a fair housing violation. It needs to be part of your system, part of your process for every single person. Yep, for sure. Um, and there, guys, there is no commission dollar out there that is worth putting your life in jeopardy. I mean, it's... If it doesn't feel right, then it's the universe telling you maybe you should say next and move on. And, you know, Andrea, these predators, time is on their side. And like I said, they will have women in the queue. And they, what they'll do is they will lure you into a sense of comfort. And that you, you know, you've shown them property several times. You're feeling comfortable. And then they're going to ask to see that vacant house somewhere or that farmhouse somewhere, and you may have poor self-reception. It's going to be just you and them, et cetera. That's when you're going to want to take someone with you. And that's when I take my husband with me. And I come like quality time, you know, yeah. or he and I will show up on our motorcycles or something. And in that way, they know that there's a beginning and there's an end to that showing. We're done. That vacant home is one and done by itself. So even, well, so we've got the the physical safety. Let's talk a little bit about um, technological, technological, <laughs> say that word five times fast, technological safety in real estate. Well, cybersecurity, that's a big one. And what we want everyone to know is you can buy insurance for that um, to help protect you because you need to be protected because you've got valuable information in your files, et cetera. You need to have security on your computer. Uh, one of my clients, um, I was at her house trying to help her, fill, not help her, but show her how to work um, DigiSign, which is like DocuSign. Yeah. <laughs> and it was taking forever to load up. And I asked her, when was the last time she updated her computer? She had no idea. We started an update. It took an hour. Wow. It took an hour for that update to get done. So I measured the house. I, I went through it, did everything else but that with her. So, you know, people don't have secure computers. Some people don't. So you just need to be aware of that. You know, the reason that hackers are focusing on us now is because hospitals, banks, title companies, all which handle big money, they've already tightened up their firewalls. So now they're looking at real estate brokers and they're looking at real estate agents. So that's why they're going to come after us. And they will they will imitate us to the point it really does look and sound like you. And one of the major title companies here in St. Louis, two deals went across and hundreds of thousands of dollars gone. Yeah. And so what, what should we warn our clients to watch for? Or was is that we're never going to initiate? Yeah, we're never going to initiate a phone call or a wire on our end. Right. You're going to be the beginning and end of that. If you want to send a wire or get a wire, you're going to start that connection. You know, your people are going to talk to your people and make that happen. Right. So um, it's never going to come from us. And that's what I tell them. Good. 
Um, we always say you need to talk to an actual live human being before you wire any money to, to make sure you have the routing number accurate. And I think one of the uh, interesting things is as they are spoofing our emails, um, and it looks like it's from the title company, the email in the email signature, the, the phone number in the email signature is not the one you're going to want to call. <laughs> um, so making sure that we're walking them through, not that we want to scare them again, but we also want to make sure that their down payments or their their payments for a house aren't going to an offshore account and then they have to go through the that struggle. Or a Cancun fund or anything like that. <laughs> right. For sure. Yeah. Um, so changing passwords, what is your recommendation for people to be, what, what frequency should they have for changing their passwords on their computer? You know what? Um, some people say twice a year. Some people say once a year is good enough if you use good passwords. But um, there are password managers that you can use. And my husband got me to do that several years ago, kicking and screaming. I didn't want to do it um, because it was just hard to learn at first. But once you learn it, um, I can look up my passwords. And we're talking secure, intense passwords with the XABCG, all this stuff in it um, that I can look it up on my phone, click it. It can do a visual. It can see me and it can get my passwords in, in apps that, I would never have remembered. So right. I don't so, have to have a booklet. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So those those programs will save all of your passwords for all of your apps. They'll do the changing of the passwords. And so you'll have a, a single authentication for that. And it remembers all of it. Exactly. Wow. It that's really awesome. Does. So, you know, I sign in with one password and then all of those are right in there. So once you learn how to do it, it becomes pretty easy. But I have to admit the learning curve. But if I can do it, anyone can do it. That's the good news. Um, what else should real estate agents be looking at from a safety perspective? You know what? It's not all about physicality. It's about sense of awareness, sense of confidence. Uh, it's about... It's, it's not just about physicality or carrying a gun or anything like that. It's about being confident and having that sense of awareness. And all of it can start from your picture. You know, when we talk about your photo that you have everywhere, you know, we want it to be a business photo. You know, it doesn't mean that you have to have a, a sour face or anything, but there's a difference between an I love you smile and a business smile. You know, there's a difference between a business neckline and a plunging neckline. Um, you know, we see so many, there's a lot of attractive people in this business. And and the physicality shows, well, that just can help a bad guy target you. So, you know, when we recommend photos, it's, you know, a professional photo, you know, shoulders and above, et cetera. And it's a shame that we have to recommend that, but we have to. For sure. Um, what, from a brokerage standpoint, what, what would be some recommendations for brokers in either educating their agents or having protocols in place, um, for their agents? 
You know, one protocol that I, I would like to see them have is have a file available in their office so that if someone is ill, like let's say has a heart attack or a stroke or something like that, uh, they can access their family member rapidly, you know, and because you don't always have a family member's phone number. You may not know that. So that that's going to be on the file. So having that for that's a way to ensure the safety of your members um, of your office. So because you can call 911, they're going to say, you know, where's his wife? And you're, you're screwed. So you, you just have to, that's a protocol that I think is really important, step one. Um, number two, you can tell them, you know, that they need to meet someone in the office. They're not always going to enforce that. But NAR does have webinars available that I think are excellent. Um, you will hear and see me on some of those. But uh, there are webinars that you could break into 10-minute increments, 15-minute increments. And I've been told from across the country that agents in their office, they've tried doing that. And the agents have said, let's see the whole thing. They didn't want it to stop. Yep. They wanted the whole webinar to go through. So we've got some really good webinars online that you can show your agents. And I think them hearing it from someone else will make a big difference. Definitely. And all of those uh, we have on the Missouri Realtor website, we have a realtor safety page. So you can um, check that out on the Missouri Realtor website, see all those resources, those videos, um, the different tips. I'm not that. sure if all my videos are on there from NAR, so, um, but they can go to NAR too and see them on the website. Perfect. Awesome. Um, it Safety is something that I, I think we take uh, for granted or don't think about on a daily basis. So having this conversation and having a, a safety month each year is great for us to just keep this top of mind because we want all of our, our realtor members to be healthy, happy, and safe for sure. Exactly. And it's sad that the inspiration for this had to come from an agent being murdered. And Chris Polycron, the past national president, made this happen. And you know, it's something that I'm very, very passionate about. Unfortunately, there are very many others at NAR that are and in Missouri. So thank you, Andrea, for this opportunity. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Um, and Janet, thank you so much for your thoughts on realtor safety. Um, stay safe out there, guys. Trust your gut and have a great day.